Welcome, nerds, to uh, what I want to call episode 4.5 of Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. We're going to bring you a very special episode between Fridays about how terrible we thought Fantastic Four was. We saw it over the weekend, and we just thought that it kind of deserved its own podcast, as opposed to talking about it for just a couple minutes next week. Indeed. Um, so we're going to call it 4.5. No, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll call it 5. This is episode 5 of Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast, and not only is it special because we're releasing two this week, it's special because we now have a theme song. Um, our good friend, Mr. Mitchell, and that's not M-R period, that is M-I-S-T-E-R, Mitchell, Mr. Mitchell, very talented musician, recording artist, sound engineer, all around good dude, uh, created us a theme song like that. We told him what we wanted, he sent it to us. Made one little tweak, it was done. Less less than a week. Mm-hmm. This dude's a fucking genius. Um, so here is episode five of Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast, uh, preceded by our sweet new theme song. What's up, everybody? This is Israeli nerd Joel Reeves. I'm here, as always, with my producer, Taylor Salen. Hey, guys. And we are doing episode five of the newly revived Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about Fantastic Four today because we saw it, and whoo boy, is it a giant steaming pile of shit. Yes. Yes, it is. We've talked about this movie a couple times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we, we were very enthused with the first trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little less enthused with the second trailer, but still not hating it. Yeah. And then a little turned off by the final trailer. Yeah. Um, I still thought, oh man, there's no way it could be worse uh, than like the Michael Chiklis, Jessica Alba movie. There's no way. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, then early reviews came in and it was getting, what, 7, 9% on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes? Yeah, so in that, you know, low... Single digits. As a movie nerd, I live and die by Rotten Tomato numbers. <laughs> yes. um, generally, if you get like over 60%, it's probably a pretty good movie. Because yeah, they're, exactly. Because they're pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, but 9%? Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. And literally every single review I've read has just been completely negative on the film. You know, like we had sort of hinted at in the last yeah. episode. So we had to see it. Yeah, of course. Um <laughs> what happened? Let's, okay, well, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's. It's worse than the first two movies. It really is. Um, the question is, and I've never seen it, but is it worse than the Roger Corman version? Probably not. It doesn't even matter. Probably not. No. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> this movie was terrible. Yeah. Um. It's 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 a little bit promising in the beginning. See, like a young Reed Richards, he meets Ben Grimm. They do their little science project thing. You can tell he's a genius because mm-hmm. he's he's like he's like doing all this like extremely advanced shit for like a high school science fair. He's like teleporting things, and they're like, "This is this is not impressive," and they yeah. just like dismiss it. Like, ah, yeah. you're not. Instead of being like, "Oh my god, this guy's a fucking genius," they're like. Shame on you for being smart, readers. Yeah, 
And I think generally, like, this, this, the big, the biggest issue I have with this movie, and I know I'm not the only person to say this, is all the problems stem from this, I think, is the movie doesn't know what it wants to be. You know what I mean? There's plot lines that are set up that don't well, it get wants paid to be off. a superhero movie. It doesn't know how to do it. No, it doesn't know how <laughs> to do it and what kind of superhero movie it wants to be, you know? Right. Like, yes, it wants to be dark and gritty, but there's, they, they don't set up character relationships they take the movie in one direction for the first half and then in the second half it just goes in a completely different direction that just has nothing to do with anything seemingly you know um so we heard just... they changed this title right oh no i didn't it's not fantastic four anymore it's what is it reshoots the movie reshoots the movie yeah, that's yeah, what it is yeah. i thought it was fan four stick fan no as fan, the marketing fanced fanced four stick fans four stick <laughs> yeah i just this movie is uh it's all over the place man it is let's just skip to like there's no need to go through the entire movie like frame by fucking frame but like so how 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 they get their powers right um they they create a large scale interdimensional travel machine based off of reed richards like high school science fair project so he goes to like the baxter foundation right and they create this technology for um, uh, Franklin Storm. And um, then the government comes in and it's like, well, now we're going to send astronauts to the other dimension. And they're like, but what about us 17-year-olds? And, you know, like any smart government agent would, said, nah, we're going to send real people who know what they're doing. And so they get sad. And they start drinking like any sad person does. Mm -hmm. And then they decide, you know what? We're going to go on a mission without their approval. Right? <laughs> and it's not like they were going to cart off the fucking ship the same day. They could have sobered up a little bit and waited till the morning. But instead, like any drunk person would, again, they decided, let's go right now. We've been working on this for... A five-minute montage, so we deserve to go. Pretty much, yeah. And that's what it felt like, is most of this movie, for me, felt like montage, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of logical leaps that are taken that don't make sense. Like, you have a... Oh, but they but they put it in a montage, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and there's certain character interactions that don't even, like, really happen. Like, the uh, Ben Grimm and Sue Storm, like, never even once... Converse. <laughs> even no, exchange a line of dialogue at all. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not yeah. even converse, just one line. And I think it's just the, 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 again, it feels like Josh Trank wanted to do one thing and then the producers sort of hijacked that from him. Oh, you mean like Amazing Spider-Man? Kind of, <laughs> kind of, and wanted to do something different. So, um, so they get to this planet, it's just, or I'm sorry, this other universe, which uh, they call planet zero. Uh, so it's really just another planet. Yeah. And, um, they find this like green sludge in the ground. And, of course, someone has to touch it. Oh, yeah. Of course, fucking uh, Victor Von Doom, instead of being like, let's take samples, he's just like, let me put my fucking hand in it. Yeah. That's a smart idea. Yeah. And uh, it causes uh, what I what I interpreted it as was a giant planet orgasm. He stuck his hand in the hole in the planet, and then the green sludge started shooting out of everywhere. So I, I, I thought he just gave the planet, like, a giant orgasm. Mm -hmm. um, and then so they are they're all running from all of the planet jizz and then they try to climb back up a fucking mountain mm -hmm. and then uh, they're all tethered together of yeah, course so they can get back to the yeah. interdimensional travel ship mm -hmm. and then uh, Victor Von Doom 
uh, is a terrible rock climber because he's just a scientist. He's not mm-hmm. athletic, which is probably why they didn't want to send him in. But he's place. also a terrible scientist because he touched this fucking magic liquid that he knew nothing about. He just shoved so, his hand into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then his tether gets destroyed and he falls into the sludge. They all escape. And then instead of like them getting their powers from some mystic ray, it's literally like what happens to them on the way back is what gives them their powers. Like yeah. they get into the ship and it's tr- it, it's like shaking and it's rattling because the ground is jizzing everywhere. Yeah. And they're trying to escape and Ben Grimm's latch swings open. Yeah. And as he tries to pull it shut, some space rocks get Fly, flung yeah. into his pod. And then when he closes it and they transport back, oh my god, now he's made of rocks. Yeah. And Johnny Storms, there's like an explosion and his catches fire. And so he's on fire and he's dying oh, and, and then, they transport back. And then here's the kicker. Sue Storm doesn't even go with them. Oh my god. She gets her powers by fucking she's causation. One of the fucking forefront members of the Fantastic Four didn't even go on this mission. When they come back, it causes an explosion and she's typing on a computer. So like computer waves hit her and now that... She can become invisible because yeah, computer waves hit her. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't either. And Mr. Fantastic can stretch. Why? He can stretch because... I don't know. You had a theory. Granted, it doesn't quite make sense. But I mean, this whole movie doesn't make sense, so it doesn't really matter. But I, my, my, theory. My, my theory was that, that uh, you know, the flag that they had brought had to be wrapped with a rubber band. It must have. Yeah, so the rubber band was left in the pod, and that's yes. how he became stretchy. Yes. It, I was literally, I groaned out loud. I G-O-L'd. I gold so hard when they were like, oh, there's rocks in my pod. What do I do? Now I'm made of rocks. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? So yeah, dumb. It was pretty terrible. And they can't even control their powers when they when they get back to like the facility. Un- unlike the first movie where they learn to control their powers um flame on flame off right like yeah. there was when he first in in the first one when chris evans like snowboarding and he turns on a fire he like can't control it but then he learns yeah. to, to control it yeah in this movie they don't there's even, a progression like, you know yeah in this movie there's no character development there's no, no. progression of learning powers nope. instead they just put a suit on him and when he touches a button on the suit no he catches like, fire the and worst he can turn it off. the worst part is 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 that they get their powers and then they go one year later, and then all of a sudden they're finally learning to control. Like they don't even set up the like. But they're not even controlling they the powers. Why. They're just learning like, to use them. He still has the suit. He hits a button, and it, and he catches fire, as opposed yeah. to being able to turn it on himself. Yeah. Right? And uh, like oh, the willpower to turn it on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the lamest flame on, ever. Flame he's standing. On. He's standing in a little cube, in a government bunker, and he's like, "Well, time to go flying." flame on and he hits a button and yeah. he flies away and it's like and then that was the most pathetic fucking flame on i've ever heard and then not to mention the uh the the name of that bunker is area 57 oh, yeah. uh, area a uh, location unknown okay there's been that's, six other that's, areas that's so that's so stupid like just say where the fuck it's at like you're creating a fictional thing like it, it it's like that it's like they don't even set up where this fucking movie takes place yeah. you know and it's like uh well, so, I guess the latter half of where the latter half of the movie takes place. But. So they've got these suits that control their powers, right? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, it's so dumb. Reed, when he's when he's being tested on in the lab, he somehow pulls his limbs back into his into like the regular position mm-hmm. to c- crawl and go find Ben. Yeah. Um. 
he later runs away and then it skips one year later that's all like we, we just kind of briefly talked about that he escapes to go try to find a cure on his own so mm-hmm. he like leaves all his friends first of all yeah he leaves all his fucking friends in the bunker like peace bitches um but he's able to control his powers right and yeah. then he creates his own suit to keep his limbs not stretched but he already mastered that when he pulled him in to go find ben yeah. but then the final scene in the movie which we'll get to later dr doom like breaks like the cuffs on his suit and he kind of like flops out the things that as are if like he holding can't, his yeah, yeah as if he can't control being stretchy and then like the big moment for him is pulling himself back together and being able to control the stretchiness which but yeah. he but he's already done that so yeah. it's not really like that's his big uh like overcoming like a big obstacle but he but yeah. he, he had already done that in the movie once uh, yep. it was so dumb i just hated it man um so yeah one one year later ben Grimm's working for the government and might i add they they i think they cut well they cut a lot of stuff from this movie they they probably i would say that i would guess they would probably that they probably cut 20 or 30 minutes of subplots and other shit from this movie I would have rather seen that shit. No, totally. And it's like, I, I, and maybe that stuff was boring and uninteresting. And like, I we, doubt it. We have those this scenes from the trailer, like where Michael B. Jordan's working on his Honda or whatever it is before he probably goes and races it. Or maybe after. Um, I also could have done with that scene, though. No, I'm saying there's stuff like where Ben Grimm is holding the baseball bat that's in there. Like, that yeah. whole scene's not in there. That's probably set up for him, you know, that we never even get to see. It's clobbering time. Yeah, and I think, oh God, <laughs> Dr. Doom over here. Yeah, let's uh, talk about the terrible the atro- the dialogue, dialogue and like uh, what they want to be set up and pay off, but it's really just set up and a hundred ellipses. Yeah. So like Ben Grimm's older brother beats him up in the beginning of the movie and he goes, it's clobbering time. And I'm like, why? What are mm-hmm. you, a cartoon character, Mr. Older Brother? And then, yeah, uh, Victor Von Doom is like, oh, this earth, maybe it needs a restart. And like, Sue goes, Dr. Doom over here. <laughs> so dumb. Want to find out how the Fantastic Four get their names? Watch we'll tell the you end in dialogue. of the movie. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you in dialogue. It's oh, so God. shitty. It's so bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just... There's a lot of stuff that cut, that was cut from this movie. And I, the action scene, it the big... Big action beat it at the end of oh, all the, the trailers. Oh, the one, the one big action scene in the whole movie. Well, no, it's <laughs> like where where the Ben Grimm is dropping out of the airplane oh, and like he lands. The one that's, well, that's in the, not in the movie. The one that's not in the movie. That's what I'm saying. Like it's really odd the way this plays out and the way they marketed it. You know, like there's so much shit that's missing. Oh come on, has Fox ever been good at marketing their movies? Come no. on, let's fucking be honest. Nope. Aside from Deadpool. Just, Aside from Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like God Deadpool forbid, is like, like Ryan Reynolds like leading the charge. Like we're gonna. Do some amazing marketing for this movie. That's like if the Fox execs had their way, they probably wouldn't be doing the way it's being done. Hey guys, remember when you fucked up a bunch? Yeah. Now's your chance to redeem (laughs) yourselves. Oh god. And there's so much we just need to skip to talk about in the movie because it's so shitty. Yeah. So they they send so like when they come back and they like finally rebuild like the interdimensional time travel thingy. They send like another team to go collect samples from the planet to try to cure mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and uh, they find Doctor Doom in full Emperor cloak garb from Star yes. Wars, yes. and he's limping towards them. And they're like, "Oh, we 
found a heat signature on the planet we know nothing about. Instead of being cautious, let's walk towards it. And they find him and they're like, Victor, as if we know exactly who you are, come back to our planet with us. Nothing could go wrong. Uh, the fact that he doesn't say no then, especially because later on all he's trying to do is just get back to the other dimension. Like, why doesn't he just explode their heads then and like be like, fuck you? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Spoilers. Yeah. They well, bring him, <laughs> I, oh, okay. They bring him back and then it's a snowball quickness of a of, of downhill from there. They bring him back. They've 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 uh he doesn't have like a face mask or his metal suit. His uh his like his like space astronaut suit that they used to get there in the first place when he fell into uh the planet jizz. It it it's <laughs> It's somehow fused to his body, so he doesn't have like a real face. It's kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Ken doll, but for a face. It's like a plastic looking kind of face with like green shit inside of it. Yeah, he looks like, like think green, he, a plastic green lantern. He looks, he looks like a rave glow stick. And uh, first of all, his powers are never really like okay, Human Torch, Fire, Super yeah. Storm. Invisibility and telekinetic force fields. Yes. Mr. Fantastic. Really stretchy. Yeah. The thing. Made of rocks. Yeah. Doctor Doom. Explodes heads? We don't know. Yeah. The guy that's talking to him is like, we're going to help you, man. He looks at him really meanly, and then his eyes glow a little bit more green, and then the dude's face explodes. And it's well, like, no, he kills everybody else in the room first, and then he decides to kill decides but I wasn't, to kill the... That part I wasn't too upset about, because... No. Doctor Doom's It's just silly. One of Doctor Doom's original powers is like technopathy. Yeah. So he can like control technology and shit like that. So like he made like the room with all the computers like like yeah. crush the people. That that was fine. Um but he looks at this dude and then like the guy's face starts to get like real veiny as if like he's straining really hard. And then his face explodes and it's like, mm, I don't remember Doctor Doom having face exploding powers. Yeah. That's odd. And then he explodes a wall next to him. As if he has telekinetic abilities, which he does not. And then he walks through there, and then he just starts walking, and people are shooting at him, and he's blocking all the bullets Neo-style. And then he explodes another dude's face. Uh, and then he gets into the room with the with, with the biomatter fucking time travel thing. Mm-hmm. And then he electrocutes Franklin Storm, and then gets in the pod and leaves. And that's supposed to be their motivation to travel to the other dimension. To follow to, him. To follow him. Yeah. Um, so they supposed follow him. to be. Yeah, it's whatever. Shitty, but... Just let him fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> if he leaves and you bring the pod back, he has no way to get back to the planet. So you're fine. Yep. Oh, but instead, let's follow him. Well, but to be to be fair, he had already taken the pod at that point. Yeah, but you can bring the pod back. Yeah. Just go and get the pod and bring yeah. it back. Well, no, you can remotely bring the pod back. That's the whole point. Of that's the, true. That's the whole point of the technology that Reed Richards created is that they can always send a pod there, but they can never bring it back. Yeah. And Reed's the smart dude that knows how to bring the pod back. Yeah. Um, but so, like every blockbuster movie, um, a giant blue beam comes out of the ground in the other dimension and starts sucking life. It's it's all a, a it's a giant it's a giant man planet, of steel. a planet dick. Yeah. Planet planet fucker. Oh. Great. That's what it's called. It's a planet fucker. Got the, the blue Hollywood blockbuster planet fucker. Like in uh, Man Block, of Steel. Blockbuster planet? Yeah. Blockbuster planet fucker. Yeah. Um, so in Man of Steel, when they've got those giant, like, terraforming, yeah. that's what they're calling Machines. them, 
and there's just a big giant blue beam and they're sucking shit out of the ground right well also so it's exactly of, uh, like that think of like avengers too with the that's what i'm saying the the jew yeah the jew Whoa. i didn't even mean i was wow. gonna say, i was gonna say the blue giant yeah the jew giant <laughs> the blue giant blockbuster hollywood planet fucker yeah i'm pulling a joel and trying to make it as long and complicated <laughs> as possible but it, it, it literally looks exactly like every planet fucking machine from any movie you've ever seen it's sucking energy from earth and then bringing it to the new it's so overdone yeah and so cheesy it's so like just boring and uninteresting too like it's just it's this planet that's like supposed to be visually interesting but it's just so boring if you don't care like it's rocky and dark and there's a little bit of red in the background so it's got a nice sky but it's 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 fucking mustafar dude So they get there, and then the final... This is the only really time they ever fight Doctor Doom. Yeah. And it's like five minutes long. And everybody masters their powers somehow in this last Mm -hmm. five minutes. Because they haven't really mastered them in the movie at all. They all master their powers within the last five minutes of the film. They each have their little quarrel with Doctor Doom. There is no restart there is only doom i forget what he says but there's only doom there is only doom it's so shitty so mr fantastic fights him a little bit johnny storm fights him a little bit and then the big fucking final battle is that he's some for some reason standing right next to the giant planet fucker and he's choking mr fantastic presumably to kill him because he is a super villain exactly and then instead of killing him when Reed goes, I am smarter than you, and reveals his plan, instead of throwing him into the planet fucker to kill him, he puts him down, gently, mm-hmm. might I add, gently to the side to protect him. And then he turns around, and Sue had been uh, making uh, the thing invisible as he's running up to him. Never mind the giant loud clomping sounds he probably makes. And he goes, it's clobbering time. Because, you know, you always want to pay homage to your older abusive brother. You always want... You, you, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah. Yells, it's clobbering time, punches him into the giant planet fucker, and he dies. Yeah. And this whole sequence is what? Five, maybe maybe eight minutes long? No, five minutes, if that. Five minutes long? I mean, I mean, Victor, Victor, you know, comes back into, back to Earth with like 15 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. And that's like, you know. This should have happened halfway through the movie. Yeah. He should have wrecked some havoc. Yeah. Then they should have fought him. Should have been like failed. the mid the midpoint. You failed know, a little like bit, the, yeah. and then and then they go to the new planet and fight him and win. But yeah. instead, he doesn't come back. Literally, when I was trying to scrub through when we watched it again this morning, I was trying to like scrub through to like find that scene, and I was like, "Wow, was it really this far into the movie? It's like the last fifty. Yeah, it's like fifteen minutes until the movie's over. Mm. He finally comes back to Earth, and then just goes immediately back to the planet. Yeah, they go, they fight him for like five minutes, and then they win. Yeah." And, uh, you know, one of the, one of my major issues with, with, I mean, there's again, a lot of problems with this last fight scene of this movie. Um, but it just doesn't feel like there's any stakes, you know, like there's, there's no, oh, no there's, there's no, stakes it's at something, all. it's, it, there's just no stakes to it. There's no weight. Dude, but the it's black just, dad it's died. just them go, going through the motions, you know, and it's, it, it doesn't, it's uninteresting and it's, I, I don't give a fuck. You I know? can see where they were trying to put stakes. Like, Ooh, all of your friends are captured. And instead of. Facing those stakes, Reed Richards leaves. Yeah. And then when Von Doom comes back, that should have been a stake. Mm-hmm. But instead of trying to do anything, he just leaves. Yeah. And then they follow him and then they defeat him in five minutes. Yep. 
That's the end of the movie. Oh no, there's the first a nice three quarters little... of the movie. There are yeah, there are no stakes. They're just trying to create this thing. Mm. I guess they were like, oh no, there's, it's dangerous because Victor fell into the sludge. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I understand what they were trying to do with the movie because they wanted to set up the characters so that when the, they do get their powers, you actually care about it, which is smart. But they don't set the characters up well enough or do any of that stuff to make you care. The you reason know? I like the original two better, mm-hmm. and in the comic books. The best part about the characters of the Human Torch and the Thing are like the brotherly relationship that they mm-hmm. have, and you see that a lot in the originals when like Johnny Storm like puts the uh, like the shaving cream in the Thing's hand yeah. and tickles his face and then he hits right like yeah, that classic yeah, yeah. joke. It's funny, right? And I understand that they were going for a more grounded mm-hmm. universe, but they half but they still attempt it and half-ass it. Yeah. At the very end of the movie, when uh, Johnny Storm goes, how about, uh, he says something, and then he goes, and the thing no one wants. Calls him the thing. He's like, yeah. oh, the human torch and the torchettes. And then he's like, how about like the big brain and the thing no one wanted? Like yeah. He's like he's poking fun at him, but yeah. instead of it being like brotherly fun, he just comes across as like a fucking dick. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he's like, hey, fuck and, you, rock man. And even more so than this, like I think the first, the first, that first Fantastic Four movie, the Jessica Alba one, um, yeah. the first reboot, I guess, of the Fantastic Four. Uh, no, no one thinks of the Roger Corman movie as like a real yeah, Fantastic Four movie. That's true. Um, but yeah, the first one, I think. You know, there's they they actually explore like yeah. I mean, even the first X Men. Uh, I mean, all of the X Men movies do this really well. But like, what is it like to have these these powers? Like, yeah. how would a normal person like us have to deal with doing these? Like, there's certain stuff. I remember, and I don't remember exactly what it is, but I remember there's uh certain scenes with the uh, with the thing in the first movie where he's like just trying to use like forks and like grab yeah. cups yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. just breaking everything, yeah. you know. Or like when and it's... Johnny goes snowboarding and he, exactly. and he catches some air and then he flies a little bit and then the nurse is like you're hot and he's like thanks and she's yeah. like no you're burning up and he's yeah. like got like 500 degree temperature and he's yeah. like like yeah, they don't have any of that. Uh, they don't have any oh, in script writing you guys there's a section of the script that's supposed to be Fun in games, yeah, uh, and it, it it's a very important part of the save the cat ideology of screenwriting. Yeah, fun in games. You're supposed to show these characters what they do with their powers and how they control them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of doing that, they just gave them suits that suppressed their powers until they hit a little button. Yeah, and then well, and even and it, like I said, even then they don't really explain that. Like they just yeah. you sort of see him pushing a button and you assume that that's what turns the suit on and off. They don't yeah. give any more detail than that. It's so terrible. Yeah. So instead of making it fun, they just kind of make Johnny Storm look like a dick bag because mm-hmm. he's being mean to his fucking friend. Um, yep. And then, and then the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. I never thought I would see the day where I was like, "Man, I'm gonna go watch that Jessica Alba Fantastic Four again." I know, but I kind of, I kind of want to watch it again now. I'd rather. I kind of want to. The only it. way to wash that taste out of my mouth. Yeah is to put the proverbial soap on my tongue and clean out the bad taste of of what I just had to watch. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I... I, What would you... What would you give this movie rating-wise? On, like, a percentage or, like, a Uh, 1 out of 10? You could do, like, 1 out of 10 or a Same thing, basically. A 3? Oh, my God. That's, like, high, dude. That's, like, a 30%. I enjoyed watching some of it yeah um, i see 
it there were parts where I was like, well, that was cool. There were certain, I will admit that there were certain flashes of. A three growth. out of ten is still really There's, bad. No, totally. See, for me, like I would probably agree with like the Rotten Tomatoes score of having it be like a one or a one point five out of ten for me. That's about like a ten percent. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely... Filmmaking-wise, I'll give it a zero. Yeah, totally. Enjoyability, I'll give it a three. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, like it's a poorly made movie, but it's still... I, think I really enjoyed the scenes of Ben and Reed when they were, like, in high school. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed them interacting. Like, yeah. the stuff with Jamie Bell before he was a thing, but I, there's I, only I really two, There's only stuff. two or three scenes with them interacting before it's like... Oh, I know, but I really liked it. No, totally. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is it just... And more than anything for me, it's like how to not do a superhero movie is the be- the biggest lesson that this movie can teach you. you Look, know? man, it's no Spider-Man 3. I would say Spider-Man 3 is more enjoyable for me than this. Wow, really? I could rewatch Spider-Man 3 and get enjoyment out of it. The reason I hate Spider-Man 3 like, more... I think there's good stuff in that movie, but there's a lot of bad stuff too. With this one, there's flashes of brilliance, but all of that brilliance is under a giant steaming, heaping pile of shit. Of the thing shit. Yeah. I have rock shit. I have no fanboy loyalty to Fantastic Four. No, me neither. So when they no, so I'm saying like when when they make a terrible movie, I just think it's a bad movie. Yeah. When they make a terrible Spider-Man movie, it's the worst thing in the world. It hurts me inside. Mm-hmm. So I think I would rather rewatch this movie than fucking Spider-Man three. I see where you're coming from. Guys, there's not much else to say about this movie. Yeah. Um, it's really bad. Nobody really ever has control over their powers, or do they explain how they get their powers? Doctor Doom looks like a cracked glow stick, yeah, and he somehow has telepathy. No, I'm sorry, telekinetic abilities. The only the only situation in which I will probably be willing to watch and or pay for this movie again is. If a if if, if if a director's cut comes out, if we get to see Trank's original version with a lot of the restored footage, tell us about I, the tweet. I would be interested. Tell us about the um, tweet. The day that this movie came out, uh, the director Josh Trank tweeted, um, saying that quote unquote, a year ago I had a quote fantastic version of this, and within minutes, literally within minutes, he deleted the tweet. Fortunately, the power of the internet allowed people to take screenshots of said tweet, command, and now it lives. Command, for... command four. Yes, command <laughs> shift four. Command shift four. Yes. Um, yeah. And so now that that moment will live, forever live in infamy, and probably come back to bite him in the ass a little bit with the studio system. What do you system? think? Do you think that the movie just? Because it could have just been he made a bad movie, and the only way to defend himself is to blame it on the studio. Totally, like, and I oh, think, no, I, I think, had a good I movie. Think, I think part of, I think, I don't think it's Josh Trank's whole fault, and I also, I think it's a mix, you know what I mean? I think there's probably certain factors that Josh Trank made a bad movie, but I think there was also a lot of studio meddling from what we've heard. Oh, and for a lot sure. of Fox stuff likes to do that. that. They, they promised him certain things, they promised him a certain budget, and they basically at the last minute came in and they cut three of his major action sequences and cut the budget well, down that's to like there was 100, only one action 120 whole movie. 120 minute a uh, million dollars you know it was projected to be much higher than that so it's like not only that apparently Trank got uh, the editing room taken from him I've heard that so it's like he basically he had a cut and then they came in and they probably didn't like his cut or thought it was shitty or whatever and yeah. just 
you know, completely just mangled it. So or whatever happened. Good also, also they did a, 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 a large amount of reshoots in which Trank was not involved. The producer, Simon Kimberg, basically the writer and the producer basically came in and ghost directed it. Um, and that's a lot of the stuff at the end, that shitty action sequence that was all reshoots. Yeah. I just so. got a text from our producer, Sean, that says treat Trank with the care and sensitivity that he deserves. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think I, I don't, I don't but I dis- want to disagree. I don't, I don't care how smart he is and how good Chronicle was. There's something to be said about giving a dude who's 27 living on his mom's couch a giant summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I think he should have stuck to the smaller movies and worked his way up. Make yeah. make Chronicle 2, bro. Yeah. That's why they took Star Wars from else, him. Like, I know. He had the fucking Star Wars movie and now he has He had viewed. Rogue One? Uh, no, it was... It was uh, the, the, the Boba, Boba Fett, Fett and Han Solo one. Yeah. And they took it away from him, which yeah. I can totally understand. He... He's made one movie. I don't like this trend of like, look, I love Mark Webb and he had really only made like one like, like feature length con- film, but he's made tons of great things in the past. Yeah. Whereas like the dude doing Spider-Man made cop car. Uh, yeah. Granted it's got Kevin Bacon in it and it's doing really well. But... Same thing with Jurassic World, Colin Tevereau yeah. only having directed one thing. And we, you know, we talked about this, yeah. but like, it's just, yeah, it's totally, I think, Josh Trank is... In, in two years from now, we're going to see that whole trend backfiring in there. I hope so. You know? Is Josh Trank a good director? Yeah, I think so. Is he a good director for something like this? No. No. If you handed me $12 million and you're like, go make something big, I'd be like, uh, I don't know how. Yeah. I have to rely on other people to tell me what to do how and 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 how to do it no totally and like, i don't know i see i don't I, again i don't feel like this is 100 percent trank's fault because again rumors are swirling that he at the last minute they forced script changes on him they cut all his action sequences like they they really compromised him as a director and put him in a corner to begin with yeah. that everything was just kind of a clusterfuck from there so i feel like it's not necessarily anyone in particular's fault it's the whole sort of creative team of heads the producers the director Everybody that was involved with this is just kind of it, it fell apart, you know. It just really fell apart, and I think part of part of the problem of this movie is that it was a little haphazard to begin with. In the fact that the only reason why this movie was made is because Fox needed to keep the rights to the franchise, and that's the bottom line: is that yep. they rushed into this and they didn't do it the fucking right way because they had to meet a deadline. God for forbid they lose date. the rights to a movie that they didn't do right the first time. Or the second time. God forbid. Or the third time. God forbid. Or the fourth time. God forbid. Well, no, Fox there's, didn't well, there's have been it four. the first time. Fox, I thought Fox was a part of the Corman version. I, I, or maybe they're just I trying to suppress know. the Corman version. That's probably what it is. Probably. Okay, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I really have to say about the movie. It's, uh, there's nothing else to there's say. There's really it's just, nothing else it's, to say. We just wanted, this is like a, the more you know podcast it's just Mm -hmm. a psa on like if you haven't seen this movie and you made it this far please don't go see this movie it's yeah i mean if you're if you're if we spoiled the whole movie for you there's no reason to really wait for uh, until this movie comes on like hbo or like fucking uh, fx in like five years or something don't give this money i'm sorry don't give this movie your money yeah it's terrible yep it's honestly probably and i know i just said that i'd rather watch over spider-man 3 and and X-Men 3 and blah 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 it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen yeah 
especially so superhero movies. Like someone, someone, someone uh, compared this movie to being uh, the worst superhero movie since Batman and Robin, and I, part of me tends to agree with that. You know, I really, hate... I don't think that's as bad. But see, even Batman and Robin, I can go back and I can watch and I can fucking laugh at that movie for its silliness and oh, the how much gates? and how much I enjoyed that movie as a child. This movie, I watch and I don't get any such enjoyment. They you had know? they had ice skates in their shoes. Yeah, dude, and they were playing hockey with a giant diamond. The not size sure of where the they fucking... came from. If you look at how thick a shoe is, not sure. Where no, dude, my came my from. favorite part is in the beginning. Then when when you Robin... need to chill out. No, no, no. When Robin breaks through the wall with his motorcycle and then creates somehow creates a giant robin symbol like it's a perfect cut of the robin right. symbol it's not like broken it's the right. weirdest fucking thing dude oh man that makes me laugh so hard um so yeah well that's that thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode who this week's first of two episodes yes, sir. of pop pop the pop culture podcast presented by age of the nerd.com Go listen to that theme song again, guys. That's really good. I, I, I love it a lot. And check out mr-mitchell.com if you want to check out some more of his work. For all of your sound slash music slash engineer needs. Yes, sir. See you later this week, you nerds. Yeah.